Welcome to the Compass Catholic Changemaker Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kano. On this podcast, we talk about how to live with our money as Catholics. Hi, Changemakers. This week, we're going to be finishing our series on the Compass Catholic Money Map. In the past six weeks, we've covered the other six destinations on the money map. So just to review, destination one involves starting using a spending plan, developing a generosity plan because we need to be generous the entire time, not just once we feel we're able to do so because that will never happen. Um, So we start a plan right away and then we save $1,000 for emergencies. Once we finish destination one, we move on to destination two, in which you are still using that spending plan. You're still using your generosity plan. And now you're going to split your budget surplus between snowballing your credit card debt and growing your emergency fund to one month's income. And once you finish one of those, you're going to completely focus on the other. So for example, if you have only a little bit of credit card debt, and you get that paid off quickly, then you're going to focus all your budget surplus on getting that emergency fund up to one month's income. So that's destination two. And then we move on to destination three. Since your budget surplus is bigger now with all those credit cards paid off, now you're going to split that budget surplus between paying off all your consumer debt. That includes your auto debt, any HELOCs you have, anything like that and growing your emergency fund to three months income. And just like in destination two, once you finish one of those, you're gonna completely focus on the other. By the time you're done with this step, you're gonna be debt free and you're gonna have a fully funded emergency fund. That's huge, that's so rare. And destination three is where we shift the mindset from paying off debt to starting to accumulate wealth. All right, destination four. Now that we're at destination four, your debt is gone. You are focusing on moving forward. And at this point, this is when you start saving for major purchases. Things like pre-saving for the, another car that you're gonna need in you know however many years. Um, this is also where you start saving for a home. You want that 20% down payment before you purchase a home. So we call these things sinking funds. These are things that, expenses that don't hit every month, but either you're saving up for things or you're accounting for those purchases that only happen um, or those you know utilities that only happen every few months. So you want to have sinking funds for all these major purchases. At destination four, you're also going to be saving for true financial freedom, which is retirement. We recommend you aim for about a 15% savings rate. And now that you don't have debt, it's possible. So that's that's phenomenal. We're going to be saving for retirement and utilizing the retirement accounts that we have access to. This is going to be maximizing your match for your employer's um, 401k. And once that is done, then you're going to be shifting over to a Roth IRA. Um, but really talk with your financial advisor and determine the route that's best for you. At Destination 4, we also start saving either for our child's education or saving for a business if you want to start one. Um, And this is where we really, like I said, we make that shift in mentality from looking in the past, paying off debt, to now we are looking forward. And what goals do we have? What dreams do we have? And saving for those. It's a huge, huge change in mentality. 
Now, destination five, once those things are accomplished and you have those things going, this is where people either purchase an affordable home or they start prepaying on that home mortgage that they already have. Because sometimes we do the money map out of order, right? Sometimes we don't find the money map until we already own a home. So either one of those will work at this step. We either purchase an affordable home with a 20% down payment or we start prepaying on the home mortgage that we already have. But even if you purchase an affordable home, we want you to get a 15-year mortgage and as much as you can make prepayments to get that done as quick as possible. Destination five is also where we begin investing in non-retirement accounts because we're already trying to hit that 15% mark with our retirement accounts. And if there's money left over, this is where you can start investing in non-retirement accounts. Or maybe you consider buying rental properties or something like that. Whatever you decide is best for you, but this is where we can start investing in those non-retirement accounts. Destination six is what we covered last week, and this goal is going to take a while. So this one will take people usually longer than the others, but this is where we get that home mortgage paid off and we get to the point of being free of a home mortgage. We own our home free and clear. And this is also where we finish funding our child's education, whatever that means to us, Um, whether that's a fully funded private school education or partially funding a state education, or just talking to your child through funding their own education, through scholarships, through grants, things like that. So that's destination six. And now we're on to destination seven. If you've ever seen the Compass Catholic Money Map, you'll know that destination seven is marked by a, a big old red flag at the end. It's, it's super exciting. And we're at the end of the money map, but we're not at the end of our financial discipleship journey. Those who've reached destination seven at this point, they have their retirement funded and they've reached true financial freedom. They're now at the point where they can pass on a legacy of financial faithfulness. So those at destination seven are at the end of the money map, right? Like we just said. And it's easy to assume that they're they're ending their journey and now it's time to just kind of kick up your feet and enjoy all the fruits of your labor. Or is it? Um, Those who've reached Destination 7 obviously have had to make good choices and exhibit a lot of discipline trying to get there. I've never heard of anyone accidentally arriving there. You may accidentally get wealth or get rich, but you don't accidentally maintain it or work towards it for many years. So this is not something that is on accident. These folks have been living their life on purpose for a lot of years to get to destination seven. So I don't know if by the time someone reaches destination seven, I don't know anyone who just kicked up their feet and called it quits and just said, you know, I'm done. By that many years of living on purpose, they don't know any other way but to live on purpose. These folks are mindful. They are disciplined and they keep at it. And I think it's important to note that people who can get here before the traditional retirement age There's people reaching this step in their 50s. There's people reaching this step in their 40s. I've even heard of people reaching this in their 30s. Those are rare, but it can happen. And by working the money map, you don't necessarily have to wait until your 60s to be financially independent. People are reaching this at younger ages, and they have a lot of life ahead of them. They have a lot that they can do that goes beyond not working. The whole goal of Destination 7 is not just to quit your job. And if not working is your goal while you're working the money map, 
You're probably either in the long, wrong line of work or you need to reframe your lens when it comes to the value of work. If you haven't yet, I recommend you go to Faith and Money Matters. We spend a whole week on honesty and work and the value of work and what God says about work in our lives and the role it can play. We don't arrive at Destination 7 just so we can avoid work or just be our own boss. We arrive at Destination 7 so we can say yes to whatever the Lord is calling us to do. No longer are the folks at Destination 7 financially burdened with debts or expenses, or are they dependent on an income? Those who are at Destination 7, they can live on mission because they've afforded a chosen lifestyle in the income from their savings, retirement, and non-retirement investments. Not everyone at Destination 7, though, quits their job, and not everyone stops paid employment, but they can if they want to. Their choices are not dependent on needing a salary, and their choices are now between them, their spouses if, if applicable, and God. The choice can be brought to prayer and not be one that's confined by the needing of an income or a salaried income, right? And I think it's important to remember that financial discipleship cannot end with you. It's now your job to pass on the legacy of financial faithfulness. A big part of being a disciple is making more disciples. And you've learned, for those at Destination 7, you've learned and you've applied what God has said about handling money. Nothing is more influential than a person who has faithfully modeled these principles. We want to encourage and challenge you to teach your family, to teach your friends, to teach your parish, and perhaps beyond your parish and even into your community, these life-changing principles. Your story can be what gives someone else the confidence to say that I can do this too. Not only are people who are broke avoiding talking about money, right? Those people tend to avoid talking about money because it brings about shame. It brings about um, emotions they don't want to talk about. It also brings about the fact that maybe they've been making decisions that aren't in alignment with their values. Um, it, It brings about a lot of stuff. But we've also noticed that people with money avoid talking about money. But how else are people supposed to learn about these things? How else will someone say who's frustrated that someone else helped them see the light? John Bean, he's our co-founder, and he often says that once these principles were shared with him, he saw the light and he realized it wasn't the train coming at him. Someone else's story influenced him. And he could be motivated and see the hope that can happen when someone starts living with their money as a financial disciple. With that being said, if you're working the money mat, please email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org and share your story with us. You don't need to be at destination seven. You could be at destination one or two. I don't care where you're at. I want to hear your story because your story can influence someone else to get started. And getting started is, we know, always the hardest step. It's possible to work hard, it's possible to stay humble, and it's possible to keep dreaming big. So you're not going to be humble bragging about your story. All you're going to be doing is sharing your story so someone else can dream big. Our dreams are a gift from God. In Resisting Happiness, Matthew Kelly wrote that resistance is the slayer of dreams. I love that line. I remember reading that and having to highlight it. It was so good. 
Resistance is the slayer of dreams. And I think this applies not only to the dreamer, but to the ones who let the dreamer know what is possible. Our stories can impact others. So let someone else know what is possible so their dreams can expand. So email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org and share your story with us. And we'd love to make an episode out of it. All right. So speaking of dreams, dream with me for a moment. How many marriages can be strengthened by the message of financial discipleship? How many people could be freed to make a difference with their time, with their talent, with their treasure, if they reached true financial freedom? How many family trees could be changed if future generations learn these truths and we know their truths because there's 2,500 verses in the Bible that have to do with this. We know their truths. All this can happen if those who discovered financial discipleship invest time in passing it on to others. That is destination seven on the money map. I recommend you go to compasscatholic.org and um, just go to resources. We have the money map there. Print it out, figure out where you're at and figure out what your next steps are. Let us know. And like I said, we'd love to talk to you. Um, We also have a money coaching ministry. So if you are trying to figure out the next steps on the money map or you need to just kind of have a third party in that money conversation between you and your spouse when it comes to setting goals, go to resources. I need a money coach and we'd be happy to help you. It is a free ministry and these coaches are awesome. They do such a good job. Um, So go to compasscatholic.org resources. You can see the money map there and you can also request money coaching. All right, change makers. Next week's episode will be our first Friday Instagram live event that we're hosting on Friday, August 6th. This is actually our first first Friday event, so keep us in your prayers. We're kicking it off at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, so please join us. Our conversation is going to focus on budgeting for large families and how to change your budget when you're welcoming children into your household. And we'll be taking questions at the end, but those questions are not limited to this topic. Um, So yeah, just keep us in your prayers. We're excited. Hopefully you can make it live. And if not, just watch it recorded. And then we'll be posting the recording to the podcast next week. If this ministry is on your heart and you're seeing the value of supporting our nonprofit organization, Compass Catholic, um, especially with the new projects that we're creating, please go to compasscatholic.org and click on donate at the top of the page. We have some amazing new content. It's so exciting. These things are in the works, but they do need further funding before we can bring them public. And this is just another way to be a change maker. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. God bless.